0: A new dawn for defence. In just a a few hours' time, the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, will unveil Australia's AUKUS nuclear submarine deal. The Prime Minister is in San Diego along with British leader Rishi Sunak and US President Joe Biden ahead of the landmark announcement. Alan Nakashima is the national security correspondent for the Washington Post. Good morning. Good morning. The Orca deal is much bigger news in Australia than it is there in the US. How is it being received, though?
1: In the US, it's uh, being well a little, I say, overshadowed by, uh, by by other news. But it is still something that the White House considers uh, a landmark, as you said. So I think they're looking forward to making a big uh, a big announcement of it in maybe just about an hour.
0: It's been described as a critical moment in world history. How will it change the landscape?
1: Well, this is a long-term phased project, uh, the results of which we probably won't begin to really see for a few more years now. Uh, one of the things the administration and the British and Australians are proud of is that they've managed to speed up the timeline for the first uh, delivery of these advanced submarines to Australia as soon as 2032, which is maybe a decade ahead of the uh, 2040s timeline that most people were expecting There are a series of ifs uh, to to seeing whether that will actually happen.
0: Let's go to the series of ifs. What, (laughs) What are the big question marks that put that into doubt?
1: Well, both the British and American shipyards, the submarine industrial bases, are severely stretched, overstretched right now. And the two shipyards here in America are already struggling to provide even the the, the three submarines the year they're required to provide to the Navy, two of them Virginia-class submarines, which is what Australia will be getting. And... And while both the Biden administration and the Australians are committing to investing some money into into these uh, shipyards, this industrial capability, it's not clear that even that amount of money uh, will be enough to uh, to uplift the capabilities needed. It's not just a question of money. It's, it's a question of workforce, finding the right people, the t- trained people who are going to be willing to work these jobs. And, um, and maybe you even need to open a third production line or, or ship building facility in order to get the submarines necessary that can uh, satisfy both the U.S. Navy and Australia's needs.
0: Under the AUKUS deal, Australia will become the seventh nation in the world to operate nuclear-powered submarines. A handful of those will be acquired from the US, as you say, and explain the difficulties there. Take me through the capabilities of these submarines. For for those listening, why are they a big deal? The Virginia-class submarine that the... U.S. is going to
1: provide Australia for the first time, uh, hopefully by 2032, is considered the most sophisticated submarine on the planet right now. It is uh, lethal, difficult to detect, and has state-of-the-art technology in which th- these nuclear-powered submarines have the advantage that give it, because of their nuclear propulsion, they can stay submerged virtually indefinitely. And emerging up over, you know, out of the water really only to restock food and, you know, for the crew. So that means they can range far afield, uh, far, far away from, you know, their ordinary waters where they are, have virtually unlimited range, can remain submerged indefinitely. And that gives a strategic advantage to Australia and its allies in the Indo Pacific.
0: From the U.S. perspective, how important is it? Uh, is this plan f- f- featuring the, the Australian manufacturing component? You talked about the skills, uh, opening up more opportunities for production. Is that key?
1: Oh yes, it, it is key to to both uplifting the Australian uh, uh, industrial capability and, and America's and the British as, as well. I should say this is. I interviewed the Australian ambassador to the United States, Arthur Sindinas, and he called it a moonshot because he said it requires a major national effort to get this done. And he said, like the moonshot, if it works, it can potentially have important spillover benefits to the rest of the economy in Australia, in, in the US, including the advanced technology sector. There are there's a second pillar to this whole AUKUS deal called uh, the Pillar 2, which is all about advanced technologies, emerging technologies like hypersonics, quantum, uh, artificial intelligence, and cyber. And that's not really actually going to be discussed uh, today, but that is a key part of this ent- entire three-way uh, pr- partnership. And some say it might even be more important in the long term. But this is about uh, a defense Technology partnership between three key allies that has never been done before, involving sort of what we call the crown jewels of uh, American national security, nuclear propulsion technology, all the way to these emerging technologies like hypersonics and cyber and AI.
0: So obviously sovereignty and control and making sure these are delivered is is quite key. One of the other issues that's also emerged uh, in in the discourse about all of this is long term security. If we if we make a deal, ensuring that it's honoured. Now Donald Trump is the front runner for the Republican Party nomination. What would what wouldn't stop him pulling out of AUKUS if he decided it was a bad deal, and what kind of implications might it have?
1: Right. Well, I think you know the three countries, evidently the three heads of state and government here, have decided that the the uh, the benefits long term to each one of these countries is are significant enough that they're going to to make this commitment, take this uh, take on this. Challenge this bet, and and they're 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 thinking that this is going to to last through successive administrations i mean already when this was first announced back 18 months ago in september 2021 biden yes was the president but australia was under a different prime minister scott morrison and and uh Boris Johnson was the prime minister in, in um, Britain. So already there's been one change you know, of, of administration in each of those two countries. So they're betting that this, this long-term uh, project will, will, will persist and uh, beyond current administrations of both parties.
0: Ellen, uh, thank you so much for your analysis this morning. Thank you for having me. Ellen Nakashima is a national security correspondent with The Washington Post, and you're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.